Wondery Plus subscribers can listen to the CBS Evening News ad-free right now. Join Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts. This spring, if you'd rather spend time enjoying your lawn instead of trying to keep it alive, there's good news. True Green is the easiest and most affordable way to get a beautiful lawn. All you have to do is water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and even some things you might not even think of. They'll do all of it, while you can do literally anything else. With True Green, you can have your lawn looking as good as a putting green. That's not hyperbole. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. True Green offers a satisfaction guarantee, and they have a verified best price promise, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people guaranteed. This episode is brought in part to you by Audible, your go-to destination for thrilling audio entertainment. Whether you're looking for a hair-raising experience to enjoy while you're on the move or eager to dive into sinister and shocking tales, Audible has an exclusive collection of thrillers from best-selling authors that will keep you on the edge of your seat. Like James Patterson's first audio-only thriller, The Coldest Case. Experience stories like never before, where every chilling detail is brought to life by captivating sound design. Plus, as an Audible member, choose one title a month to make yours forever. And now, new members can try Audible free for 30 days. Just visit audible.com slash WonderyPod or text WonderyPod to 500-500. That's audible.com slash WonderyPod or text WonderyPod to 500-500. Tonight, President Biden signs his COVID relief bill into law one year since the coronavirus was declared a pandemic and the world as we knew it changed. President Biden addresses the nation, his first in prime time, his vision for the path forward and bringing an end to the pandemic. A year unlike any other, the deadliest in U.S. history. We look at all that we've lost and the progress we've made, one vaccine at a time. COVID's devastating impact. How a weekly dinner cost one family five members in a matter of weeks. Our interview tonight with Dr. Anthony Fauci. He answers the question, can a vaccinated grandparent hug their grandkids? Andrew Cuomo under fire. Tonight, the latest as one woman's alleged assault is reported to the police. Plus, dozens of fellow Democrats demand the New York governor resign. Prince William breaks his silence and responds to charges of racism after Oprah's interview with Meghan and Harry. Weather extremes, spring-like temperatures in the east as the west braces for snow. The former presidents unite. So we urge you to get vaccinated when it's available to you. So roll up your sleeve and do your part. This is our shot. Their message for the nation. This is the CBS Evening News with Nora O'Donnell, reporting from the nation's capital. Good evening and thank you for joining us. There have been few years in American history more consequential, more life-changing than the one that began one year ago tonight. We began this broadcast that night with news that the World Health Organization had declared the coronavirus outbreak a global pandemic. Well, then fewer than 40 Americans had been killed by the mysterious new virus that was spreading rapidly. And as we come on the air tonight, 
More than 530,000 people have lost their lives to COVID-19 nationwide. Few could have imagined the scope of the loss that we would suffer or the depth of the pain we would feel. Well, tonight, things are slowly changing. A virus that once seemed only to spread is receding. Vaccines that once seemed implausible are finally being administered. And businesses that once were closed are starting to reopen. And in just a few hours, President Biden will address the nation, announcing a bold new deadline when he wants all adults in America to be eligible for a vaccine. The president will also use his first primetime address to tout the $1.9 trillion American Rescue Plan He signed into law today. And tonight we have new details about just how soon you could see $1,400 of stimulus money in your bank account. And we'll talk to Dr. Anthony Fauci about the long road ahead. CBS's Jonathan Vigliotti is standing by with a look at how drastically our lives have changed. But first, CBS's Nancy Cordes is going to lead off our coverage from the White House. Good evening, Nancy. Good evening, Nora. Tonight, the president is going to announce that he is directing states to make all adults eligible for the vaccine by May 1st. So not just older adults or essential workers, but everyone. He's also going to announce a plan to surge the number of vaccinators and vaccine locations. What I'm going to do is sign this bill. With the stroke of a pen today, President Biden authorized $1.9 trillion in new spending. Money that will go to schools, small businesses, restaurants, farmers, childcare providers, transit systems, and more. This historic legislation is about rebuilding the backbone of this country. Direct payments to roughly 150 million households will be transferred into some Americans' bank accounts as early as this weekend. $1,400 for most individuals, $5,600 for a family of four. This is, of course, just the first wave. Payments to eligible Americans will continue throughout the course of the next several weeks. Tonight, in his first primetime address as president, Mr. Biden will tell Americans there is light at the end of the tunnel, with weekly unemployment claims falling as new daily cases drop too. I'm going to talk about what comes next. I'm going to launch the next phase of the COVID response and explain What we will do as a government. One thing he will ask is that Americans continue to wear masks and get the shot when it's their turn. This vaccine means hope. Four former presidents are making that same case in a new set of PSAs. I'm getting vaccinated because we want this pandemic to end as soon as possible. So roll up your sleeve and do your part. This is our shot. Now it's up to you. Tonight, President Biden will argue that if all Americans do their part, then life could get much closer to normal by July 4th, and that Americans could even gather in small groups to celebrate Independence Day. Nora. Some good news. Nancy Cordes, thank you. And this programming note, CBS News will carry President Biden's address to the nation beginning at 8 Eastern, 7 Central. And at this point a year ago, scientists at the National Institute of Health were already working quickly toward developing one of America's first COVID vaccines, which wouldn't be available until nine months later. But tonight, as we look back on a year of COVID, we're seeing remarkable progress on the vaccine front. Here's CBS's Jonathan Vigliotti. Tonight, promising news from Pfizer that could point to a way out of the pandemic. 
A study in Israel showing the vaccine is 94% effective at blocking asymptomatic cases, extremely important in reducing the spread. And Moderna says they're testing booster shots to fight off variants. As vaccinations ramp up, so do reopenings. Tonight, Oklahoma becoming at least the third state in recent days to lift all restrictions. Oklahoma, we are on track to get our summer back. But this coming in the shadow of sobering news. A source confirming to CBS that a new report expected from the CDC will show the U.S. death rate rose by 15 percent in 2020, officially making last year the deadliest in recorded history. One year ago, the pandemic paralyzed America. Sports arenas emptied. Seasons cut short. The normally bustling Times Square silenced, along with streets nationwide. The economy brought to a standstill. But COVID's most devastating impact first hit us here, outside the Life Care nursing home near Seattle, Washington. Each body bag, an insidious prediction of the losses to come. 28% of residents here died families growing desperate. They're being held hostage in a petri dish. Those who lost loved ones at nursing homes told it was too dangerous to say goodbye. People like Sally Merritt Brasiak, whose mother died. I would want to take her hand and tell her that it's okay to go. And I'll miss you every day more and more. It breaks my heart that you never got to tell your mom that. Mine too. Last March, Dr. Deborah Burks made this stunning statement. We have great concerns between 80,000 and 160,000, maybe even potentially 200,000 people succumbing to this. That's with mitigation. But it was about to get much worse. But I don't think we expected uh, that a year later, half a million Americans would be dead. Dr. Ashish Jha says the U.S. has stumbled on the road to recovery, but now... I do believe that the worst is behind us. And why do you feel so confident saying that? The ticket out of this pandemic is these vaccines. They are extraordinary. Then the pandemic comes to an end. We can have barbecues outside. We can get together with our families. We can hug each other. We can do all the things that really matter to us if we can get vaccines into people's arms. California has given 15 million doses at sites like this one, the most out of any state. And Alaska is the first in the country to give shots to anyone over 16. Doctors say we are reaching a turning point. Nora. Jonathan Vigliotti, thank you. Joining us now is Dr. Anthony Fauci, President Biden's chief medical advisor and the nation's top infectious disease doctor. Dr. Fauci, thank you for joining us. Thank you, Nora. Thank you. You look at the national numbers. The U.S. is seeing about 60,000 new cases on average, roughly 1,500 deaths a day. Are you satisfied with where we are right now? Oh, absolutely not. You have to keep up the public health measures. That is unacceptably high. That is risky for triggering another surge. Now, we have something very much in our favor now because we have vaccinations. They've got to go way down. Well, I I would say my estimation would be clearly below 10,000 per day. You're very plain spoken, and people are confused about some of the guidance that came out this week. Nursing homes, visits now allowed even by people who haven't been vaccinated. Does that make sense? You know, the reason is if we get too strict about it and say something like everybody needs to be vaccinated, by the time that happened, I think there would be a lot of people who emotionally would suffer from not seeing the loved ones. It is not as if they're saying don't get vaccinated. 
what they're saying is that as long as you wear a mask and do all of the other things of the public health measures. But I think it's showing a quite reasonable and welcome degree of flexibility that in the long run is going to be for the overall health of the people in the nursing home. My parents are vaccinated. Is it safe for their grandkids to hug them? The answer is yes, if your grandchildren, which I know are, <laughs> are healthy, if the grandchildren are healthy, because I've seen them, <laughs> they are healthy. Uh, and the thing is, if you have a situation where either you or your children do not have an underlying condition that would make you at severe risk of getting an, uh, an, an adverse outcome of your illness, then your mother, i.e. their grandmother, can come and hug them if she is vaccinated. Do you have any early indication of how children are reacting to a COVID vaccine? Thus far, not enough information to me to make a statement. But given the kinds of things we've seen with the adults, I would think that by the time we get through with the testing, we don't project that there is going to be any issues. Hindsight is twenty twenty. What is something you wish that you knew on March 11th? 2020. By the time we got to March, we started to see things that we didn't fully appreciate early on, namely how extraordinarily capable this virus is of spreading from person to person. If we had known that fully early on, there very likely would have been differences in how we approached it. Thank you for all your guidance this this past year, and it's greatly appreciated. Thank you for having me, Nora. Appreciate it. And we're going to turn now to some breaking news tonight on the sexual harassment allegations against New York Governor Andrew Cuomo. Lawmakers have just launched an impeachment investigation, and it comes as a growing number of New York Democrats are calling on Cuomo to resign. Here's CBS's Jerika Duncan. Tonight, the allegations by a sixth woman were referred to Albany police by the governor's office itself because of a legal obligation to do so. Police say they have not opened an investigation, but say what allegedly happened may rise to the level of a crime. More than 55 of the state's Democratic lawmakers and the mayor of New York City want the governor out. It is disgusting to me, and he can no longer serve as governor. A person who the Albany Times Union said has knowledge of the latest claim told the paper a female aide to Cuomo alleges he summoned her to the executive mansion to help him with a technical issue involving his mobile phone. The article goes on to say the governor aggressively groped her late last year by reaching under her blouse and fondling her. Governor Cuomo responded to the new allegation saying, I have never done anything like this. The details are gut-wrenching. Last week, another former Cuomo aide, Charlotte Bennett, detailed her sexual harassment allegations no against Cuomo in an exclusive interview with Nora. He asked me a few questions about how to use his iPhone and then sends me back to wait. And then finally he calls me in and he asks if I found him a girlfriend yet. Governor Cuomo says he is confident in the investigation led by the state's attorney general's office. Tonight, we learned that investigators for the AG have set up a new website where anyone can submit information about the governor. Nora. Jerika Duncan, thank you.
And we turn now to Minneapolis, where a judge today in the trial of fired officer Derek Chauvin reinstated a charge of third-degree murder to go along with second-degree murder and manslaughter in the death of George Floyd. Now, this will give the jury another option for conviction. Opening arguments are expected in a few weeks. Tonight, we are hearing from a family in New Jersey who, in the early weeks of the outbreak, lost five loved ones to COVID. The virus spread quickly through their family after they'd gathered for a dinner. CBS's Nikki Batiste has their story in our series, Pandemic, One Year of COVID. Italian and Catholic, Grace Fusco nourished her 11 children, body and soul, in Freehold Township, New Jersey. Want another one or six enough? The only thing we're guilty of being a close-knit family, we were always together. We talked to four of them, Joe, Tony, Adrian, and Liz, one year after what would be their last family dinner. During the dinner, were you even thinking about the coronavirus? Not a thought in any of our minds. Unbeknownst to us, we were spreading this horrible disease to people, to us in our family. The following week, Grace Fusco and six of her kids were in the hospital. And before you knew it, Mom, Carmine, Vinny, they were all on a ventilator. It was seven days of heartache. First, their sister Rita died at age 56. Then, five days later, big brother Carmine, 55, and their 73-year-old mother, Grace. The next day, another brother, Vinny, died. He was 53. And a month later, they lost their Aunt Maria. You just can't replace them in our lives. Tony, now 55, was battling COVID in the same hospital that week. And I was petrified of everything because in my mind, I'm thinking, I'm going to die. And we're all just going to die and they're going to just take our whole family. I don't know if you remember that. He texted me and said, I'm going on the vent, Tony. I can't breathe. And I was like, this is it. I'm, I'm next. I just remember pounding into my head just over and over to myself. You got to wake up. You have to wake up. After 30 days, Joe did wake up. I'm lucky. I'm lucky to be alive. Up the stairs. There's no telling how many lives have been saved by the story of the Fuscos and the amazing Grace. Her passing, in a way, helped the world immensely. They learned a lot from her and her children. But how I wish I could just walk down those steps and see her making us lunch. I would just give my left last breath for it, just to hug them one more time. Nikki Batiste, CBS News, Freehold, New Jersey. Today, Britain's Prince William broke his silence on accusations of bigotry within the royal family made by his brother Harry and Meghan Markle. Sir, have you, broke, have you spoken to your brother since the interview? <laughs> no, I haven't spoken yet, but I will do. And, and can you just let me know, is the, the royal family a racist family, sir? No, very much not a racist family. Queen Elizabeth has said the allegations will be addressed privately. Some female British lawmakers are expected to call for a public debate on how the British tabloids have reported on Meghan. Tens of millions shed their winter layers today and enjoyed a spring-like temperature in the 60s and 70s. In the Northeast, several cities hit record highs, including 79 degrees here in Washington, D.C., and 74 in Philadelphia and Boston. But this last weekend of winter is expected to bring deep snow across the Rockies and northern plains and powerful thunderstorms across the southern plains. One year ago, our world was turned upside down, but our perspective turned right side up. The things we took for granted, we won't take for granted again. A year ago began this year of loss. How much we miss hugging our parents and grandparents 
how much we miss school and miss sports and work. Our broadcast that was produced in a New York control room moved to a New York hotel room for the day. Our broadcast center, like so many businesses, shuttered. And thus began a year of learning and discovering what truly matters in life, that we must celebrate our healthcare workers as heroes, that workers who harvest, produce, and deliver our food are the backbone of this country, that science saves lives, that inequality requires justice. But most of all, we learned that by missing human connection, hearts open to offer help, donating generously to those in need. Because this year, we also learned the most valuable of all lessons, that kindness is everything. Tomorrow, Steve Hartman with the most unassuming Grammy nominee you'll ever meet. And if you can't watch us live, set your DVR so you can watch us later. That is tonight's CBS Evening News. I'm Nora O'Donnell in the nation's capital. See you tomorrow. Good night. If you like the CBS Evening News, you can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts. Prime members can listen ad-free on Amazon Music. Before you go, tell us about yourself by filling out a short survey at Wondery.com survey. Catch every episode of 60 Minutes, America's most watched news magazine show, as a podcast. Hear in-depth investigations across politics, news, and entertainment on your schedule. Listen to 60 Minutes ad-free on Wondery Plus.